Greetings, my family, friends, and supporters. I just wanted to do this message today about the type of people that God considers in the earth, which are saints, sinners, and straddler, better known as lukewarm individuals. I hope you enjoy this message, and I hope you find your place in God's Word, for we are all written in the Scriptures. Good evening, good evening, good evening, and all praises to our Heavenly Mother, our Heavenly Father, and the Holy Lamb of God, and the beautiful angels who are near us at all times. This is Apostle Doris Williams coming to you today in regards to a message that came in my spirit earlier today, and I've been doing some research and getting some passages and scriptures together to uh, put this message into place. So the message today that we're going to be talking about and discussing is three kinds of people in the earth, and these are saints, sinners, and straddlers. So the message is saints, sinners, and straddlers. It may be a three-part message today. We will see how I'm able to compile this message together and determine whether or not it's going to be one, two, or three parts. So let's go ahead and get started. Before we get into this message, let's go ahead and allow our Heavenly Family into this message today by seeking them through prayer. Holy Heavenly Mother, Holy Heavenly Father, Holy Heavenly Lamb of God, our Christ, our Lord, our Savior, and deliverer. We come before you today with bowed heads and humbled hearts, asking that your holiness would lead and guide us into all truth and into all righteousness through this message. We pray that your word would be enlightened, would be received, Lord God, that we might understand that you are our true and living, holy and heavenly family. We invite you into this message that we might know, learn, and accept what you would have us to know and learn today. In your holy and divine name, our Christ, our Savior, and our Lord, we pray. Amen. All right, so three kinds of saints, uh, three kinds of people in the earth, saints, sinners, and straddlers. Let's talk about saints today. A saint is a person who stands for God, who stands for the light, who stands for truth, who acknowledges uh, that they are holy uh, and virtual. They're typically regarded as a person being in heaven after death, but we um, who are alive and well are virtuous, we are kind, and we're patient people. In the Christian belief, a saint is a person who is recognized as having an exceptional degree of holiness, likeness, or closeness to God. And lastly, one of God's chosen and is usually someone who relates to Christ. This is what a saint is. Um, and so being a saint of God, you don't have to be dead, but you do have to regard God in his ways and his wisdom and his um, belief 
Most people in the world do believe that God exists. They only have to look at their dollar bills, their $5 bills, $10 bills, $20 bills, $50 bills, $100 bills to see that God truly is here in the earth through his people. Because without a spirit, we cannot live. We cannot breathe. We cannot have person. So what does the Bible say about saints? 1 Peter 2.9 tells us that we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that he might declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So we look at saints as people who are walking in the light. God's word tell us to be ye holy for I am holy. It is a commandment from God to his people that we be set apart from the other people and be like him. So saints have to be set apart from this world. We cannot be of the world. We are in this world, but not of this world. And so being in this world and not of this world, then we are not to partake and not to be like, act like, speak like those that are of the world. People that are of the world do not reflect God's character. They do not um, practice the ways of God and they are not set apart. So they will not receive the enlightenment nor the visitations, nor the mysteries of heaven. They are darkened, their way is darkened, and they do not pursue light. They're not trying to protect the light. They're not trying to stand for the light. They are not trying to walk in righteousness. They are not trying to be a part of what God has to say or what God wants us to do. They are the traditions of men and the doctrines of devil they will teach you the ways of men more so than the ways of godliness. People who are not saints do not practice being in the light. They love darkness, they pursue darkness, and they're happy with it, and they will fight for their dark ways. Um, again, here the Word of God says that God is commanded us to be holy based on the fact that God is holy. God is sacred. And he's morally blameless and he's consecrated and that his people should reflect that character. People who say that they are Christians or believe in God that do not reflect this particular character of being sacred and blameless and consecrated um, is probably a liar. A person who says that they follow after God but does not do his work or follow after his righteousness truly is a liar. So today, striving for holiness means having a relationship with God defined by obedience to his will and being shaped to have his character. We're supposed to be um, imitators. If we are going to be a saint of God, we are to imitate God's character. And a lot of times in the world that we live in, when you try to imitate godliness and try to imitate his character, people want to come against you and think that you're better than them or that you're holy than thou or that you're so heavenly bound that you're no earthly good. And I've been called that in my life 
and in my, uh, the time I've been living, I've been told that I was so heavenly bound that I was no earthly good. And it's all because I desire to have his character. I desire to follow after his will. I desire to uh, imitate the Lord God Almighty as much as possible. And part of that is not allowing profane words to proceed out of my mouth. For God has not called us to impurity, but holiness. That's in 1 Thessalonians 4, 7. Being holy makes the believer set apart from the evils of the world and useful to God's kingdom. God can't use no person who's cussing and acting like everybody else in this world. How can God use a man who is still possessed with sin in his life when sin and holiness cannot cohabitate one body? The way that we're able to tell the difference between a saint and a sinner, and we're getting ready to talk about sinners in just a minute. We're still talking about saints. But the way that you're able to tell the difference between a saint and a sinner is what come out of their mouth. That is the primary way that you can tell if a person is holy or unholy. If they're striving for the light or they're walking in the darkness is by what come out of their mouth. We will talk about that in a little bit more in depth here about the power of the mouth and how men love to speak evil and then try to protect it by some wickedness. Um, you know, it's some, some crazy things that people are doing and saying to protect their wickedness and to stand in darkness rather than the light. Okay? So uh, the Word of God wants us to be like God to be holy and to be perfect. And this world will tell people quick, fast, and in a hurry that you ain't perfect. But I'm here to tell you today that when our Christ, our Lord, walked this earth, he gave us a demonstration that we too can be perfect because he was in the flesh as we are in the flesh today. People don't want to walk in righteousness. They don't want to stand for God. They don't want to walk in the light or uh, follow the truth. They'd rather walk in perverseness, walk in uh, vulgarness, and, uh, and protect that. They want to protect their wickedness. They want to give you an excuse why they're still wicked. They want to explain to you that they ain't perfect and they ain't this or they ain't that or that God is still working on them. God is still working on us all, but there is a time uh, in our every person's life where we need to choose who we're going to serve. We have to choose to follow after God. And God has ways that are not like the world's ways. God's ways are higher. God's thoughts are higher. And so we should be seeking those things which are above, not those things which are below. And it's so unfortunate in these days and times that we live in that the influence of those who are called so-called ministers, bishops, pastors and preachers because of their influence on the earth people are following after their weaknesses rather than following after the path of righteousness i was having a conversation a little bit earlier today with someone about christianity or about um profanity if you will and uh, the excuse I got was that those words that they use are not in the Bible. Well, you're right. 
Those words are not in the Bible for a good reason and because they do not minister grace to the person who is reading or listening to the Bible or the Word of God. There's a reason why profane and vulgar words are not in the Bible. Uh, a good reason is that we're not to use them. If they were good words, then, you know, perhaps they would be used in a more light. But because they're not good words, uh, they don't minister grace unto the hearers, they are bitter and vulgar, then um, that's a good reason they're not in the Bible. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, get into our next topic, which is uh, sinners. A sinner is a person who stands in opposition of light and fights for darkness and evil to prevail. Again, a sinner is a person who stands in opposition of light and fights for darkness and evil to prevail. All right. A person who stands in opposition of light and fights for darkness and evil to prevail. A sinner is a person who sins. And sin is an immoral act considered to be a transgression against God's divine law. The world that we live in don't believe in laws per se. They know that we have man's laws, but God has laws as well. That's how man's law got started in the first place. A sinner is also a person who does evil. And the Bible talks about evil and talks about sin, that sin is the wages of death, or the wages of death is sin. A person who is a sinner is a profane person. This person does not treat God's words sacred, but with abuse, irreverence, or contempt to be, to be debased by a wrong, to be debased by wrong, unworthy, or vulgar, vulgar use. A sinner is a person who uses profanity he has the quality or the state of being profane. A profane is a person who uses profanity. They use profane language. And also, rebellion is considered a sin. If God has set forth laws, morals, and a particular uh, sacred contract with us that we should follow after, then that's just like the laws of our parents. Living at home with your parents when we were children, we followed after their laws. They had rules. They had regulations. You couldn't do certain things. And, and we didn't have a problem with it, even though we did rebel at times against our parents. That, that means that we were sinning against them. The minute that we rebelled against our parents, we either got punished or kicked out of the home, one of the two. And, and people think that because we serve a God in heaven that they can't see and touch, they feel like they can live any kind of way, act any kind of way, do any kind of thing without any type of consequence. 
And I'm here to tell you, brothers and sisters, that God has a way that seems not right to man. But man has a way that seems right to him. But the word of God says that, that the end thereof is destruction. So a person who is a sinner sins with their mouth, sins with their tongue. It comes out of their heart and through their mouth and they defile themselves through the words that come out of their mouth. So sinners have they don't, they don't care about what come out of their mouth. And then they will try to protect those very words that come out of their mouth as though they're holy and that they're worth being protected. But sinners, let me tell you that you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven with that foul mouth. Now what does the Bible say about sinners? It is definitely a sin to swear or to cuss to curse or to cuss. The Bible makes it abundantly clear in Ephesians 4.29 and tell us to do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. What is unwholesome? It ain't wholesome. It ain't good. It ain't beneficial. It ain't a blessing. But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen and 1 Peter 3.10 tells us, For whoever loved life and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceitful information. James 3.9-12 summarizes it for us. It says, The tongue we use to praise our Lord, our God, our Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. And out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brother, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives and a grape vine bear figs? Neither can salt spring produce fresh water. So God is telling us that this doubleness, this double-mindedness as a sinner that makes us a sinner because we are in opposition of a belief that the Lord has given us, a way that he's granted us, a life that he's prepared for us to live, and yet we have chosen against that. And sin is also described in the Bible as transgression of the law of God. It's rebellion. Sin had its beginning with Lucifer. He was probably the most beautiful and powerful angel. But he was not content with his position and he desired to be higher than God and that was his downfall. And this is the beginning of sin. Sin is typically seen as a deviation from righteousness or goodness. A sinner is someone who has voluntarily violated the divine law, disobeyed, disobeyed any divine precept, and neglected any known duties that God has set for him to do. A ways for him to be. Hallelujah. The scripture makes it clear that sin is the transgression of the law of God, that it's missing the mark and falling short of God's standard. A sinner is someone who violates the divine law, 
and in God's world, sin is a crime. However, the sinner is not the criminal. Excuse me. However, the sinner is the criminal. Glory be to God. Now, there's quite a few scriptures. We may not be able to go over all of them in uh, this portion of what a sinner is. But we're going to go ahead and discuss a few of those. And then I'm going to go right into trying to make uh, this a one-part series versus a three-part. So let's go ahead and look at some of these scriptures that talk about what a sinner is and uh, how sinners operate. Okay. Colossians 3, 8 says, But now ye also put off these things, anger and wrath and malice and blasphemy, filthy communications out of your mouth. Why do people fight against this passage? Ephesians 4, 29 says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out, out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. James 3.10 says, Out of the same mouth proceed blessings and cursings, my brethren. These things ought not to be. Matthew 15.11 says, Not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man, but that which come out of his mouth, this defiles a man. Do we need to express what this means? I think it's pretty clear that our mouth can cause us to sin. Matthew 12, 36 says, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. You want to be judged? Keep on talking that crazy stuff. James 5, 12 says, Above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any oath, but let your yea be yea and your nay be nay lest you fall in condemnation hallelujah ephesians 5 1 through 33 says be ye therefore followers of god dear children god wants us to follow him not walk in opposition against him romans 12 2 says be ye not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove that which is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Philippians 4 and 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatso things are true, whatso things are honest, whatso things are just, whatso things are pure, whatso things are lovely, whatso things are good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. What a beautiful word. Proverbs 8, 13 says, Fear the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy, and the evil way and the froward mouth do I hate. Oh, them froward mouths, boy, they just feel like they're on the path of righteousness. In the sight of God, in the presence of his holiness, they're on their way to hell. Proverbs 18:21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. What is coming out of your mouth? Do you love cussing? Do you love cursing? You shall eat from the fruit of your mouth. Don't you know that when you cuss you speak against your own self soul and when you bless you speak 
blessings over your own self soul Hebrews 10:26 for if we sin willfully after that we've see, received the knowledge of truth then there remain no sacrifice for sins for us glory be to God Last scripture uh, in what a sinner is, James 3, 1 through 18 says, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. If you say that you are a pastor, if you say that you are a preacher or a deacon or leader of a congregation or someone of importance and you allow your words to um, affect those that are listening to you, you shall receive a greater condemnation than those that are listening. God is very harder on the masters, the leaders, the preachers and pastors, more so than the people that they are ministering to. Hallelujah. And if the blind lead the blind, they shall fall in a ditch. And the word of God tells us that if our righteousness does not exceed the righteousness of the scribes, the Pharisees, and Sadducees, then we shall no we shall no wise enter into the kingdom of heaven either. And you know that the scribes, the Pharisees, and Sadducees are the one that crucified our Lord, our Christ, on the cross. And so our righteousness must supersede theirs. Now. Many of us have been told and many of us have heard one way or another through pastor, preacher, or the word of God that our Christ was crucified on the cross. And those people that Jesus came to minister to were supposed to be religious, righteous, and holy people following after ways of the Heavenly Father. Those are the same ones who crucified him. So. A lot of times the people who are in the building called the churches, let me say that no building is a church without the people. The building is a building. The people are the church. Those buildings are synagogues and the people is the church. So when we walk away from that building, the church is still in us. And when we go back to it, it's still in us. If you go wherever you go, the church is in you. So know that, um, hallelujah, that we are constantly being watched, our conversations are being documented, and everything that we do in this earth, we are going to stand account of it. And I'm hoping and praying that our people will begin to wake up and see that the world is going closer and closer to Satan. They are being lovers of themselves rather than lovers of God. They'd rather preach and teach their wickedness than to stand and preach the truth of God's holy and divine word. All right, last part of this uh, message, we're going to be talking about the straddlers. The straddlers are also known as lukewarm, and we'll be saying that in just a moment. A straddler is a person who neither stands for light or darkness, but is undecided or stands for both evil and righteousness. A straddler is known as a person who is called straddling the fence, also called lukewarm. The straddler is a person who has not committed to a decision 
or to take a side when presented with two or more options of possibilities or possibilities. They, they can't make a decision or they, they for evil, but they also for righteousness. They do evil, but they try to act righteous. They maybe go into a building, a synagogue, and, and worship with them, but then as soon as they come out, they're cussing. That it is common for Americans to look at straddling the gate as being hesitant or avoiding or, or compromising. People may straddle the fence because they don't want to hurt anyone or choose uh, the least of the two evils. But this can end up being worse to stand, to sit, or to walk with legs wide apart. Hallelujah. God want us to either follow after him or just say no. He would, would respect whether you would be cold or hot, but for you to be undecided, for you to not make a decision who you're going to serve is being lukewarm. And the possibilities is that you could be spewed out of God's presence when you stand before the throne of judgment on judgment day. Hallelujah. We all shall be judged one day standing before the Lord. Let's look at what the Bible says about these straddlers. The Bible refers to straddling the fence as lukewarm individuals and also calls them double-minded. So a double-minded person cannot have our Heavenly Mother who is the Holy Spirit within them. A double-minded person serves two masters two masters and requires us to choose this day. God requires us to choose this day who we're going to serve. But a straddler is a person who has not made that choice. They're not trying to make a choice. They don't care about a choice. They prefer to live as they choose based on what they learned, heard, and been taught. They're good in their own mind and in their way and lifestyle, no choice needs to be made, especially when it comes to God. And primarily when it comes to straddlers, the majority of people say they believe in God, but the devil also believes in God. A straddler has to make a choice, and the choice is between following the spirit within are following the flesh. Now, you can have evil spirits as you can have holy spirits. So it depends on the individual based on Romans. The word of God says that he's made vessels unto honor and vessels unto dishonor. He's made vessels unto honor that he might show his glory through them and the vessels of dishonor, he might show his wrath through them. So we have spirit, we have flesh, we have honorable souls and dishonorable souls that God has created. And the reason why a straddler can't make a decision is because they've probably been made for dishonor. And same with the sinner. If a person who says that they are a sinner or says that they're a saint and act like a sinner, they could probably fall right into the straddler lukewarm uh, position. 
Because you got a lot of people who act and say they are one thing. They say they're one thing, but they act a certain way. Or they act a certain way and they do something different or say something different. Let's talk about what the Bible says about these straddlers. Revelation 3.15 says, I know your works. You're neither cold nor hot. I would that you were either cold or hot. So because you're lukewarm, lukewarm, and neither cold or hot, I will spit you out of my mouth. So saints, sinners, whichever you may be, or straddler, there comes a day and a time where you have to rein it in, figure out if your lifestyle is lining up with the spirit of the Most High. Because if your lifestyle, include your words, your actions and deeds, is not lining up, then the possibility is that you're lukewarm and you will be spewed out. You know, it's easy to talk about God, but to be about it is a whole different story. To live that life as though you are in heaven already. I don't know whether or not they smoke or drink in heaven, but I do know that all things can be done decently and in order. Glory to be to God. You know, and not in excess. The word of God didn't tell us we couldn't smoke or drink. It just tells us to do those things in excess. I mean, without doing it in excess, excuse me. We know that it's not the things that go into the mouth that defiles a person, but it is the things that come out of the mouth that defiles you, that that makes you in opposition of the word of God. Hallelujah. John, 1 John 2.15 tells us, Do not love the world or the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all things that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life is not from the Father, but from the world. You know, when a person begins to defend their wickedness, defend their way, and, and say it's okay to curse because pastors and preachers are doing it, then those pastors and preachers are guilty of misleading God's people and going to help them go to hell and be spewed out of God's face because that is being lukewarm. How can you say that you're in God and you still cuss like a sailor? No, you want to cuss. You cannot cuss if the heavenly holy mother is in you because she does not use profanity. She's a holy spirit. And you cannot have a Holy Spirit and an evil spirit residing in the same body. It just doesn't make sense. So either you're standing for Satan, acting like a demon, cussing like a savior, excuse me, cussing like a sailor, <laughs> sorry about that, cussing like a sailor, or either you're a saint of God and you refrain from those things that are offensive to the kingdom of heaven. And you're not a men pleaser going around men cussing just because they have the influence over you and causing you to do the same thing they're doing. Do you know the power of influence these days? Do you know there was a time in this world that profanity was not as broad and heightened as it is? There was a time when television, radio, and all of these other programs, scheduled programs that we watch on TV, did not allow profanity. But because Satan is angry, because the time is winding up, and because our God, our Lord, our Savior Jesus Christ is coming back soon, I believe it and I'm hoping and I'm praying to 
see the days and the times where the clouds begin to roll back and the earth begin to be a scroll and, and we be, begin to see the divineness of the righteousness overtake the wickedness that have been in this earth for so long. I'm so tired of all of the ungodliness that Satan is able to get away with. He's not really getting away with it. He's fulfilling his function. He is doing what God has allowed him to do. He is playing his role because our Heavenly Father, who is the creator of all things, he has allowed Satan, he and the mother, glory be to God, he and the mother has allowed Satan to do certain things, but they are performing Satan is performing God's will. I say that because of the word of God, that God created good and God created evil. And because of the righteous in the earth, the evils that come against them will be turned to good. They will be perfected. So it doesn't matter what Satan is doing in the earth against the ungodly. When Satan comes against the godly, God rises up a standard against him and turns that wickedness that it was intended to do that saint wrong and turns it into righteousness for the saint for the saint glory be to god i hope y'all getting this i'm a little excited when i get into these messages so we're getting ready to end because i'm 36 minutes in and i didn't want to make a, a longer uh message today but i just want to say that we got light defenders and we got dark defenders in this earth we got people who stand for righteousness, who walk in truth and doing what God has called them to do. Nowadays, men has, has gone to the point where God is not important. They want to blame the Bible. Yes, the Bible has been written and written and rewritten and there's versions older than the King James that is... Uh, really enlightened and then there's books that they've taken out the bible because they didn't want us to find out about our heavenly mother uh which is a true family in heaven like we have in the earth we have a mom and a dad and brothers and sisters uh it's the same in heaven earth is a shadow heaven is the actual uh you know entity that the earth shadows so there can be nothing in the heavens that is not already done in the earth and earth cannot do anything that haven't already been done in heaven. Again, because earth is a shadow. So again, I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, get ready to end this message. There was over, you know, 20 plus other scriptures that I could have given you guys today in regards to being a straddler. Uh, but we will, you know, at some point probably go over these scriptures in another message. I hope that you got what you needed from this word today. I hope you listen intently. I pray that our Heavenly Mother, Heavenly Father gave you a message from this message that you can use in your life to help you along the path of righteousness to know that we truly can live holy. We can live saved. We will make mistakes, but we are not to lay uh, dwell in those mistakes we are to arise up by faith and walk in the paths of righteousness that God has set for us and overcome evil with good and allow God to uh, reveal through us by their divine spirit that we are true saints in the earth that we accept all that God has done all that he will do and all that he is about to do for us who believe in his holy and divine word. 
Well, I love you, brothers and sisters. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. But stand in truth and recognize them by their fruits. Those who are doing right and those who are doing wrong. Don't be deceived. Don't be manipulated by evil. Know that God is true and God is holy. And he wants us to be holy like him. And you cannot be holy holding on to the world and its evil and all the things they say and do that they say is right. Remember that the men shall be lovers of themselves in the last days rather than lovers of God. They will find a way that seems right to themselves rather than the way that God had set for us. Peace be with you. The love of the heavenly family be with you. And know that I'm praying that God will do something miraculous for those who love him, who follow after his righteousness to the best of their abilities. I hope you're one of those, and I hope you will walk away from unrighteousness and pursue God in every path of your life, in every area of your life. In the name of our Holy Mother, the name of our Holy Father, the name of the Holy Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, peace be with you, and amen.